BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Doug. Hello, other Doug. It's Thursday, February 19th, 2021. Right? Is that right? No. (laughs) I I could be mixed up on everything you just said. It's the 18th. Great question. 18th, 18th, yeah. But people will hear this on the 19th, so I always get uh, right. confused by that. But um, I know you have lots of friends in Texas, so uh, we just want to make sure everybody knows that, uh, you know, I mean, thoughts and prayers is always so lame. But also I did, I have posted on Twitter, um, Jen Kirkman made a really great thread on her Twitter of just all the different ways you can help people in Texas, right? Oh, now. great! Yeah. Cool. Um, but so anyway, I uh, I hope everybody's doing all right down there. Yeah. And uh, thank you for doing the show, anyway, Doug. I know that you're. Uh, yeah, man. Of course. Your head is uh, is elsewhere, but uh, uh, maybe we'll give you a chance to uh, not think about it for a bit. Yeah. What's I know that? some of the people. Some of the people without electricity are still listening to podcasts and stuff on their phones, so they need escapes as well. <laughs> so it's true. Well, and I was just going to say that it's just great timing because our guest today, Allison Rosen, is is a notorious Texas hater. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't actually know where she stands on Texas. I can only assume <laughs> that she loves it. But she's the host of. Uh, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, which is also what I think uh, you will be with her, Doug, uh, at the end of this episode of our show. All right. Yeah. So let's get to work. Hey everybody! <laughs> Are you I just took the big bong rip during the theme song because <laughs> I thought that would be, you know, because I'm not very metal except for the big bong rips. <laughs> Smoking pot <laughs> and heavy metal seem <laughs> contradictory. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, Brian Posehn has that. Um, the stoner metal guy, he's got that market corner. True. <laughs> I'm the stoner uh, movie nerd. Um, but joining us today, thank you for being here. It's uh, 
everybody's new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, Dougs. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I really enjoy that theme song. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you like it. People seem to uh, like it a lot. I was, uh, you know, I thought it'd be more like uh, an assault on the guests that leave them a little, uh, you know, dazed uh, <laughs> coming into the show. You know, I like to have people a little off balance. <laughs> right. Um, who does the song? It's uh, a gentleman. His name is uh, Yogi Watts. No relation to Reggie. Mm. And um, he's uh, I am related to him. Um, my niece is his wife. Oh, and um, he's a, a drummer who who plays with all sorts of different bands. But one of the bands he plays with is metal. So when we got this show, I just thought. It, just that it would be funny to have a unnecessarily aggressive, aggressive uh, theme song because, as you can already tell, Doug barely even speaks, <laughs> and uh, and I'm taking like bong rips during the show. So I like it. It's like you think you know Dougs, you don't know Dougs when you hear this song. There's like yeah. there's aggro Dougs out there. Yeah, Ags the, Dougs. There absolutely are. There's Dougs out there that have had it and they've had enough, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna storm the Capitol. But we try to focus uh. on all the good Dougs out there which I feel like most people that are named Doug do end up being fairly good because just by virtue of the fact that uh, the way they're treated their entire lives because their name is already, their name already sounds like a nickname. Um, or a cartoon what about, character. What about Allison? How does, how has your relationship with the name Allison been your entire life? Have you always? I have a, I, I'm fine with the name Allison. I like the name Allison, but every now and again, and I'm wondering, does everyone have this with their name? Every now and again, I get this like, it's not a, it's almost like a chill that goes through my body. It's a feeling of like, oh my God, my name is Allison. That's weird. <laughs> Do you have that with your name? It's, it's like an existential. Absolutely. Like a, okay. It's sort of like, I used to also have it like I would be looking at one of my parents and be, and th this sort of feeling would go through me that like, that's not just my mom. Like she's a person that exists in the world. And I remember seeing my music teacher from elementary school out at a restaurant, like for brunch one morning. And I had that feeling too. There's probably like some <laughs> German word for what, what I'm talking about. Um, this sort of Rammstein. Yes. It's a Rammstein. Thank you. <laughs> 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 um, but let's see, my family called me Allie. Some people still call me Allie. Um, my, I had a swimming teacher who called me big Al and I've never liked that. I get a, I get a big Al every now and again. Don't like that. Um, and I've noticed that in terms of representations of Allison's oftentimes Allison's on TV are like very blonde and bubbly, but Allison on the sure thing that movie the sure thing one of my favorite movies she was uh was scholarly so that's one representation of Allison that I felt I related to more I uh totally see that character as a, the the young you I could totally see it thank you <laughs> sort of I'm going to say, why do you think she was, I don't think she was seriously flawed, right? She was, I mean, only in the sense that she was probably written by men. 
she no, she was good. I think that she was uptight. But I am also uptight. So, I mean, to a degree. So, right? Because didn't she? No, like, you're she, not. You're everybody's best friend. That's right. I'm loose. I mean, but not like that. But also maybe for a little while in my 20s. But um, actually more like 30s because I was a late bloomer, early 30s. But um, I think in the movie, right, didn't she and her super nerdy boyfriend have, like they had their favorite teas that they were very excited about and they were super excited about how flannel sheets wear, you know, break in and stuff. But then by the end, she shotgunned a beer. No, spoiler. So- Yeah, John Cusack's character like got her to loosen up. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a trope, but uh, I thought the two of them, it, it's just a charming movie to me. And also just an out of left field thing that, Rob Reiner went from Spinal Tap to that. Yeah. It was immediately like, it was just his very next movie after Spinal Tap was like, hey, that's, I'm not going to be a guy that makes those kind of movies. I'll leave that to Christopher Guest. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. When I was in, let's see, speech, the summer between seventh and eighth grade, my parents decided we should drive across the country. They, for some reason, they, my sister was four years younger. So I was 12 and my sister was eight and they thought these are like the perfect ages to drive across the country to really, I don't know. They thought for some reason we'd appreciate it. I actually, if you have children, these ages, I would highly recommend it. I think we were at the exact wrong ages to do it. And we took <laughs> a really long educational, I mean, we took like seven weeks to drive across the country and then back in my mom's Acura sedan. So not a big car. Whoa. And she got this tiny television. And then I think it was like super eight. This actually, I, I have to say, I don't think I realized how cool it was of her to do this at the time, but now I do realize it. She like dubbed movies onto these little super eight tapes. So we would sit in the back of the car, not appreciating the cornfields or the cows or whatever we were supposed to admire <laughs> and just watching movies. And I watched the show thing over and over and over. Now the idea of watching a tiny screen from the backseat of a car, it sounds nauseating, but at the time I would read Sweet Valley High books. I would watch this movie over and over again. That's my memory. I don't even know what the question was, but. Uh, <laughs> the, the question was my relationship with my name. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. Uh, so professionally, Allison has uh, worked out uh, well for you. Like it hasn't been, there haven't been any issues with it. No, I don't think anyone has ever pulled me aside and said like, <laughs> hey, you should change your name to Doug. <laughs> what about the uh, what about the spelling though? Mm. You've honed right in on my pain, Doug. <laughs> laser, laser like I didn't know this was going to be this kind of interview where I was going to cry. Yeah, um, sorry about the hardball question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my parents claim just one L in hardball, by the way. Right. <laughs> And my middle name is Michelle with two L's. So people always get those wrong or they sure. get, I, I think that when that's people the- People have to write down both. If they have to write down both. All those times that that happens. <laughs> day in, day out. Yeah, it's- um, <laughs> <laughs> But that's my parents, example. my parents, the same ones who uh, exhibited such poor judgment on the ages of driving us across the country claim that when they named me, 
one L I was the more common way to spell it. However, I think that is wrong because everyone always assumes it's a L L I. And I know it's wrong because I've gone into countless like gift shops, gas stations where they sell those little tiny personalized license plates. And it's very hard to find one A L I it's very easy to find a L L I. So I just accept that most people will spell it wrong. I also, though, I don't want to be perceived as someone who's like, you have to do my special weird spelling. And, but my parents did that to me. Yeah. <laughs> Another person that can't get one of those personalized license plates. That's, that's very sad to me. Who's the other one? Uh, we meet them all the time because we always talk to people about their names and, you know, again, I think that the reason all of our friends are comedians and actors and they're in show business and stuff is because, you know, the unusual name thing is not a crazy theory when it comes to what makes people sort of, it forces them to sort of be extroverts and, you know, go that extra mile because they've already got this kind of albatross that is whatever their name is. And it definitely seems inaccurate because I think you're the only Allison of the Allisons I know with, the one L, but I like it because you know that makes you special. Call my parents. I wonder <laughs> the Elvis Costello song. I wonder how that is spelled because everyone actually it's been a, a long time since they've done this. But there was a, fa- a a chunk of my life where people would always sing that into my answering machine or voicemail. It's, oh, that's how- one L. Right, but that's the thing: is spelling doesn't come into pronunciation. Right. I'm just Although wondering. Although he does go, Alice. It does sound like two L's. <laughs> I just looked like- it up, though. It's it's one L. So that's that's See? going for you. I love there it. There you go. That's what it is. You have the British spelling. You should start telling people. That's right. And <laughs> actually, there there's a group of women na- women named Allison, but they go by Allie, who've come on my podcast. Oh, wow. And let's see. So it's Allison Siegel, Jason Siegel's sister. She's one L. And then Allie Ward, I think, no, I think, she, no, she's one L. And then Allie McKay, I think she's two L's. So there's, there are us one L women out there. We're just few and far between. I dated an Allison. It was definitely two L's because I had it tattooed on my body for a minute. Really? And, and I had to get, I, it said I heart Allie, but then it ended poorly. So I got I heart alligators over it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, now, how did you, so it was a L L I? Yeah. And Got so I, I, you know, I thought alligators was the closest. And I put the, it's where like a Lacoste shirt, where the logo and a Lacoste shirt would be. So I put mm-hmm. the alligator Lacoste logo over it. That's perfect. Did you, <laughs> at the time when things were still going well, were you thinking like, however, if things go south, I can do this? Or did, did that come to you after things already? I uh, guess at the time you out. you don't think about this is going to end if you're getting it, you know? <laughs> so it was just an easy one to fix. Cause it was also very small. So not, right. not a problem. I've got plenty of tattoos that need to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, had she spelled her name my way, then you would just have to do alligators misspelled. <laughs> the weird, sad alligator. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when people say, why is alligator misspelled? You could say, oh, alligators are, uh, they're copyrighted. Uh, (laughs) They've got a a trademark. 
Um, <clears throat> what about Dugs, Allison? Have you known any Dugs with either one or two L's in their name? Mm. Uh, we do have the long form. We have Douglas, and I don't think anybody goes double L in Douglas. No, but I always forget if it's double S or one S. Right? Double S does seem like people would uh, try to do that, but I don't think anybody does. Douglas. So, <laughs> Doug Benson, I they think. They do it a lot you, in Ireland. Doug, I think you are the preeminent Doug that I know. I think before that, it just existed as a name that I thought of as a common guy name, but paradoxically i don't know very many i dated a guy whose middle name was douglas i think that do i know any other doug i don't think i i think i don't think i know any other doug you got me now well now you've got a new best friend named doug mellard got two <laughs> dogs now yeah you really that's what we we're here for is to build people's uh Doug numbers by That's good. My Doug quota is full. Yeah. We just added to your numbers by a hundred percent. Do you meet other people who don't have a lot of Doug experience? Yeah. That's another thing that we find common is when they do, there's just two or three Dougs uh, in addition to me. And they're um, also generally pleasant you know, they generally are, uh, have positive feelings right. about them. And every once in a while, there is an evil Doug in somebody's <laughs> it, it does happen. Really... It does it's happen. interesting because I know like 45 mics. Everyone I know is Mike. There's a lot of mics. It's true. That's a, that's a big one. But you'd think Doug, Mike. Dan. Dan, Rob, Greg. You'd think that those are all kind of um, of a piece. And yet... Not so with the dogs. No, I they're think rare. the dogs are. Um, I just think they're not. Uh, you know, they don't sound macho. Mm. You know, when people are naming their boy, they want they want to give the boy a man's name, like Tex. You know, and Doug is, the guy, <laughs> Doug is the guy down at the office that's like you know always doing weird impressions by the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Different types of. Uh, Blowfish. <laughs> Doug will have its day. One of these. Doug will, Doug will come back in in favor. I bet. Yeah, I don't. I you know. I guess in some ways it's really it's worked out for me because it stands out, especially because I also have. I, I guess Doug Miller would agree too that our, our last names don't stand out in any way. So you know, just being named Doug does. At least not. At least we're not swimming around in a big pool of Dugs when we're out doing. <laughs> True. Thing, you know, it's not a lot of competition there. Uh, what we do now on the show here in the back half is mm. a segment or a section called Five and Five, where Doug Mellard and I each come up with five questions we'd like to ask our guests. And we just take turns asking the questions, and he and I do not consult ahead of time, uh, but we still manage somehow to come up with generally uh, different questions. I love, and this is gonna sound like a backhanded compliment or insincere, but I mean this 100% sincerely. I love that you've made a lack of prep a feature of this game. <laughs> uh, you mean on your part, that you don't have to do anything. Oh, no, I meant, 
I meant that you guys made like the fact that you had you didn't get together ahead of time to talk about it a feature of the game. Oh, I see. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, it's just that way. I, I, you know, because I, I, he's got he he's got things he wants to know. I've got things I want to know. We also want to have fun, so some of the questions are you know can be pretty silly. And the other feature that we just started is uh, before we go to the break and before we can get to your main course, it's time for Allison Rosen to eat some leftovers. <laughs> if this were the kind of show that had little musical stings, there would definitely be one right there. Leftovers. Yeah. There it is. Definitely like a polished special. Is it cool if we use that from now on? That's please do. <laughs> Thanks. I don't uh I yeah, I don't wanna uh I don't want Ryan to have to sit and wait for that cue. I guess we could maybe put it in in post. <laughs> but I don't want him to have to be the guy that's the, you know figures out where the drops have to go. Um, so here's how Eat Some Leftovers works. Last week we had on the show a gentleman named Todd Robert Anderson. Do you know him, Allison? I don't. He's an actor who plays, he's Vernon on the TV show, You're the Worst. And he shows up in commercials quite a bit. He's a good, funny actor and a, a nice dude. And I'm look him up because I bet I do know. I bet if I saw him, I would know him. If you him. saw his face, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Because Todd Robert Anderson, that's just like he's just running around with three random ass names. Todd with I one L. <laughs> yeah, he's only got one L in Todd. It's weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was the guest a week ago. So we only got to, uh, we each asked him three questions. So there's four remaining questions for Todd Robert Anderson. Mm. And you may not know anything about other than what I just told you. And we would like to ask you his, his leftover questions. I love it. <laughs> and, you know, you can answer as yourself or you can answer what you think Todd would have answered. Great. Whatever you want. There's no wait. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> um, what, where, where, where did we leave off? Whose turn was it? Uh, Doug? Ooh, I, I don't know whose turn it was, but if we have two each, that means you are next. Okay. I think. Yeah. That's how math works. Yeah. I think so. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very smart though, but I think. Let's see. That Let's see. That. I know um, for sure that it's Doug's turn. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Allison. Yes. You played Ken on the sitcom Nikki. I did. On the, on the WB. How mm. did you like working with Toby Huss? Oh, he's, he's a dream. Great. He's great, right? He's so, it was like, honestly, sometimes I forgot it was work. It was just like shooting the shit with friends. I looked forward, you know, and, and on the weekends, I found myself looking forward to going back to work on the, you know, that's a good gig when you're like, you, you miss your coworkers on the weekends. Do you know who Toby Haas is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the office, right? All right. That was a perfect answer. Um, he was, um, did you ever watch the adventures of Pete and Pete? No, but wait, if he's on the office, then I, is he the balding guy? Um, he's not a regular on the office. He may have, as a character actor, he may have s scooted through there at some point. It's, I'm going to look him up too. Toby he's Huss? Great. 
Did you see uh, Enough Said with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini? No. I just saw that recently. He's got a pretty good part in that. He's one of those guys that just like works all the time, especially old-timey movies. Like if you're making an old-timey baseball movie, there's mm. nobody better to have as your first base coach. I think I do recognize him, and yeah. I stand by my answer. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's good. I, I, just, I was just assuming that that would have provoked – Todd into telling us, you know, what a great guy Toby is. And, uh, <laughs> and that's basically the point of that question. Mm. What's your next question for Todd, Doug? I mean, Allison. Uh, I thought this was funny because it was a question for him, but because of the title of your book, Tropical Attire Encouraged and Other Phrases, uh, Other Phrases I Hate? That right? scare me. That scare me, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it, I thought it would be funny uh, to ask you this now. Uh, because Todd, you were in Hawaii Five O. Who wore Hawaiian tropical, I guess, attire best between Ace Ventura, Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona, or Tom Selleck in Magnum PI? Who Ooh, wore it best? That's a great, great question. I have to say that is sorry. Can you can you can you give me the options again? Uh, Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura. Nicholas Cage uh, in uh, Raising Arizona or Tom Selleck in Magnum P.I.? I'm going to say Nicholas Cage in Raising Arizona. Iconic. Icon I was just going to say iconic. <laughs> you are reading my mind. Iconic, timeless, hilarious, stylish. Oh, his whole look was so good. Like, I know Nicholas Cage tries to change his appearance all the time, but that was one where you kind of get lost in not being it's not as much of a Nicolas Cage performance. Mm -hmm. It's actually a character uh, who behaves like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, but that is great. that's a great answer. That's what I would have said. Isn't that what you would have said too, Doug? I believe so. It's hard between that and Magnum PI though, because I love me some Magnum. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I'm not talking to Tom Selleck right now currently. So that, that, yeah, that is true. He's, he's not doing some good things. Yeah. Oh, what's he? Uh, um, Todd and Allison don't know what's going on. What's he doing? He's in those ads for reverse mortgage. Where he's oh, like you know, it's yeah. no big deal. You can trust this setup. <laughs> I trust them, so Not you it. should too. It's really he goes in deep as a spokesman, like you know, like Alex Trebek used to do ads for shit like that, but he never used to be like, I really believe in this company. He was more like, well, yeah, clearly he's getting paid to say some things. Mm -hmm. You know, but when the person's like putting their name on it and really owning it, like Tom Selleck, is, it's in, like, yeah. why would you think right. anybody should be doing this anyway? Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm glad I didn't choose him. Yeah, no, that's, you, you got the right answer. I'm just mad at him because I'm also by all accounts, he's like the friendliest, like, you know, nobody has shit to say about him. And he's clearly also conservative and that doesn't seem to go against him, you know, like that. Blue Blood show's been going for years. You know, we'd know about it. The cast was, uh, you know, True. unhappy with him. Like how you hear about actors talking shit about John Voight all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, is my next question? Yeah, your second okay. leftover. I wanted to know how Todd, Todd, how did you, uh, how did you play two different characters on CSI? Oh, you caught that, did you? Wow. 
IMDB rarely lies, my friend. And I and the thing is, it was like many seasons apart, was it not? It was a few seasons apart, yeah. if I recall from looking at it. It wasn't right away, so right. Perhaps so, everyone involved just justified it as, oh, he's just a different character. No Yeah, I mean, if you you know, on Law and Order SVU something that I always refer to in my answers as Todd. Um, they have also done that. And it's, you know, it's funny. People don't really, they don't really, they just kind of buy in to a, sh a show that's that creates a world like that. People just buy in and they just go along for the ride. I think you're right, Todd. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I thought a lot about it. Uh, all right. And one last question for Todd mm -hmm. Robert Anderson from Doug. Melly Mill. Mellard. Uh, all right, Todd, last one. Okay. Uh, because I saw you were in the David Cassidy story. Oh, yeah. Partridge family versus Brady Bunch in a fight to the death. Who wins? Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, that's hard for me. You know, I want to say the Brady Bunch because I believe there's more of them, question mark. I think you're right. Yeah, so I'm gonna say the I want to say the Brady Bunch. However, I was in the Partridge story, so I really should <laughs> say Partridge. And plus, we had a van. Um, but I'm still I've got it. I've got to. I'm sorry. Got to give it to my nemesis, the Bradys. There's just so many of them, and they were so repressed. They would have so much anger. Yeah. They would win. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they seem so nice that there has to be some rage yeah. behind that. Yeah, and For also sure. like, like are Oliver and uh, and Alice, are they sidelined or can they get in there and throw They can get in there too. And Sam yeah, yeah, can get so. in there too. So, Alice yeah. is part of the family. Yeah. yeah. Good answer. Yeah, they had a kid named uh, Ricky who showed up late in the uh, game on, uh, on Partridge Family, but he was like real, seemed like a real frail kid. Yeah. So I don't think he would, he He'd certainly be... couldn't take Oliver. He'd be a liability. <laughs> yeah, probably. You have to take yeah, care of him. Yeah, yeah. Keith would have to look out for him or Lori, and, they, you know, and then you're losing two of your, your biggest kids right there. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Um, well, those were – I can't wait to hear what Allison Rosen would respond to questions that are actually written for Allison Rosen. <laughs> I don't even so, – I enjoyed answering as Todd so much. I almost – from now on, I only want to answer as Todd, except I make an <laughs> exception for you guys. All right, we'll try to phrase the questions uh, in the next part of the show as, uh, what do you think Todd would say <laughs> okay. to this question? And we'll do that right after this uh, brief break. We'll be right back. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're back with Allison Rosen. It's time for Five and Five. This is another case where a fun little song would come in. Five and Five. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of show. Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that's what we do, Doug, is every time we just goad the guest into making the little themes. Oh, I love it. You should do that. Nobody's <laughs> going to be as good as you, though. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Because you, you invented it. You made, it was organic <laughs> for you. Everyone else is going to be under pressure. I'm surprised none of your other guests have done that, and I'm sort of disappointed in them. Uh, they might have. Okay. I, I don't think I so. just don't know if I've spoken before about how oh. we should have jingles and stings throughout the show, but that we also shouldn't because they're, they're a pain and they're annoying. But if we make the guests do them. Have you had Andy Kindler on? <laughs> I have not. I don't. I, I mean, I don't, he did it. He did it back. Uh, I mean, he's done my other podcasts, but he's never been on this one. I haven't discussed it with Doug Mellard. Would you? Would you enjoy talking to Andy Kindler? Oh my God! Are you kidding? Of course. Yeah. He, I, I think we'd get through maybe one question. Exactly. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Is you like uh, you like being sidetracked constantly, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he would definitely do up the jingle though, because you know my oh, show yeah. has jingles, and he like redid all of them. <laughs> yeah, Andy definitely likes that sort of thing. Um, okay, so we each came up with five questions for you, uh, Allison Rose. Can't wait. And uh, I do this every time because it's a little bit of a tradition. Uh, we. Discuss who should go first. <laughs> Which did we decide is better? I guess you should go first. Doug. You want me to go first this time? Okay. Oh, wait. Which do you think is better? Did we cut to a break, by the way? We did. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, remember, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. How, they, how they're really fast. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I want to insert myself into this. Now, what's the criteria <laughs> for how you decide which is better, Doug or Doug? For starting. Um, like what's better for starting? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to figure out for format wise. Um, I guess it's probably best if I have the last question. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. So to get to that result, then I guess you should go first, Doug. All right, Allison yes. or Todd, however you want to answer. Thank you. I couldn't help but notice on your bio, you're a big Facts of Life fan. I am. Who is your favorite character and why? Okay, so I have been asked this. Here we go. Don't forget those 10 questions. <laughs> I'll, keep it, I'll keep it short. I have been asked this many times and I can't choose. It is oh. hard for me to choose, but if I had to, Natalie Green. Natalie. I just enjoy her sarcasm. She's a journalist. I was a journalist. Um, but it's really hard for me to choose. I like all of them. She has a way with a line that Natalie. 
She does, yes. You know what I mean? Like she was the most entertaining in, in that regard. Like she had the most personality would come through just in how she says things. I feel um, like a, a lot of my uh, early sense of humor was was formed from watching Facts of Life and it was just heavy sarcasm. Like she's the most sarcastic probably. Right. Right. Joe would be if she wasn't just so, you know, uh, what's the word for Joe? Like she's just like, is self-involved the right way to describe her? Hmm. I don't know that I would say or Joe is introspective. She's too introspective. She's too worried about what other people think, right? Joe? Are you thinking of Blair? Oh, Joe is more like the, she's like kind of like likes, a, a tough guy. Yeah, Joe likes motorcycles. Yeah, um, and okay. she's from the Bronx. But Blair okay. was concerned <laughs> about what other people think. There you go. I yeah. think growing up, I always liked Tootie just because I thought the name was funny. Tootie is fun. <laughs> They're all great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like Blair was, uh, was uh, uptight, right? Yeah. Um, she was like a rich girl. And she was mean from Texas girl. and she, I mean, I think Lisa Weltrell, the actress might've been somewhat uptight. Here's a little bit of trivia. So the, uh, in the later years, they had an episode where one of them was going to lose their virginity and it was supposed to be Blair, Whoa. but Lisa Weltrell didn't want to do that. So they had it be Natalie because they thought, I, I, I remember reading something about like, they thought how, you know, let, let's do the one that you might least think it would be. And it was Natalie, and she lost her virginity to her boyfriend, Snake, played by <laughs> Robert, Rom I forget, Romanus from uh, Fast Times. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Snake. Yeah. Snake. Yeah, and also, like, it's funny, but, like, the girl, the, the Natalie character is also, like, there's no group that would come after the network for in insinuating that 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 you know that she's slutty and would get pregnant out of wedlock you know you can't do it with the italian girl you can't do it with the right. uh, black girl right yeah interesting <laughs> you know, blair was too her character was too rich to you know fall for that kind of nonsense yeah man we Although got she, deep into the facts of life yeah i mean she didn't <laughs> get she didn't have a child out of wedlock or anything that would have been cool <laughs> if she did uh yeah yeah absolutely but um, what was the boy like that she lost her virginity to? Was he nice to her? Or was it one of those stories? No, he was, he was nice. He was her boyfriend. Um, I, think he, I think he worked on cars, actually, because I sort of remember him wearing coveralls. I love and... how much you know about this. <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, I think they were in their early 20s, though. So it was later than, I think, the average. Um, she was kind of an adult at that point. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was her boyfriend. It was good. Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, she held on to virginity. Like it was like, uh, Stephen Carell years for, for <laughs> yes. a man it'd be 30, but for a woman it's, you know, 23. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Fantastic you answer. It, we learned a lot. You to, uh, do you have any follow-up questions to that one? Because I, I, facts of life as a subject, I'm, I'm, I'm very into it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, th I think that that took us on a whole journey. I love it. Wasn't uh, Cloris Leachman part of the facts of life universe? Yes. Wow. She yeah. replaced Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett 
left because she got married and I think she moved to Africa or something. And then Cloris Leachman came in to sort of fill the Mrs. Garrett role as Beverly Ann Stickle. And then she was on for years. And then Orson Bean played her boyfriend. Charlotte Ray retired or she passed away? No, she she did not pass. I mean, she has since passed away sort of recently, but I don't know. You'd think I would know this. I don't exactly know why she chose to leave the show, but she did choose to leave the show. Maybe it was money. Maybe, or maybe she would just been doing it for years and was yeah, kind of tired of it. Been like I did enough of that. Yeah, you know. But um, so, how was the transition to to Cloris Leachman? Was it did the show take a big hit from Mrs. Garrett leaving, or did it uh, just kind of go on? So I don't know in reality if what the reviews were saying or what the critics were saying. Young Allison Rosen. Did, did not mind. I was in, I oh. enjoyed everything. I watched it uncritically. So <laughs> I, I felt fine with the transition. I liked when they were at Eastland. I liked when they were at Edna's Edibles. I liked when they were at their novelty shop over our heads. I was fine with everything. <laughs> I will say the very, like at the very end, I feel that it did not, the quality was not as strong. Like the very, very, very end. Um, but I, I liked, so, you know, very funny stuff happened when Beverly Ann was there. But they did two made-for-TV movies, Facts of Life Go to Paris and Facts of Life Down Under. Facts of Life Go to Paris, one of my favorites, and that was with Mrs. Garrett. And then Facts of Life Down Under was with Beverly Ann and um, Pippa, who became a character, and Andy. And that was not as good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to watch it again, but I, I don't think it was as good. By down under, they mean hell, right? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like a take on Dante's Inferno. Um, no, there was a whole plot with the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Oh, my. It was Australia. Tootie and the Aborigines. I mean, there's a whole thing. Who's the architect that did the uh, Opera House? George Clooney. Uh, that's not what we're <laughs> supposed to know, though, right? I mean, none of us know it, so I'd say no. <laughs> Is it like I am pay or somebody like that? Um, oh, or no, yes. is it a, uh, oh shit. I, I'm i terrible at architecture and the names and stuff, but uh, if I had more of a clue like on Jeopardy, I, w- I might be able to come up with it. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? I, when I was on the Adam Carolla show, I made an offhand comment about how architects are megalomaniacs and they're known to be assholes. And everyone looked at me just dumbfounded, like, what? And I was like, this is a thing. It's a thing that architects are like hard to work with. Have you guys ever heard this? I, I have don't not, know. but I, would, I back it uh, 100% because it just seems like you got to really know your shit to make it anywhere in architecture because there's so much that you could do wrong that would just lead to not Calamity. getting to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, one fucked up stupid building and you're probably finished, you know? <laughs> right. One building that collapses or that like is just upside down or, you know, the insides are outside. Um, yeah. And also you have to believe in your vision so much that you can like impose it upon the land. Yeah. Right. It's not like it's hard to do architecture by committee, I imagine. So it's like my way or the highway with those guys. Yeah. Right. Control freak for sure. Yeah. Yes. By the way, the, the architect's name is Jorn Utzen. 
Oh, it's an Utsun. <laughs> Is that the name you thought it was, Doug? No, okay. no. Yarn Utsun. That's a good That's name. That's why I didn't know Yorn it, I think, Utsun. is just because I just, I've never learned it. I've just always been told that it's by somebody, that, you know, somebody special. I mean, that that's like the uh rio de janeiro statue of uh, jesus with his arms out oh yeah or, you know when they go to that country or that continent even uh the filmmakers cannot not show those things <laughs> they have to. it's like if you go to new york you know don't have a shot of uh you know either the empire state building or the or the statue of liberty then how are people gonna know Everyone's no going to assume it's Toronto, <laughs> <laughs> which it often is. Um, okay. Whose turn is it? What it's happened? You, it's your question number one. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> He's not kidding. It, it really is. Well, this is a fun, easy, quick answer question. Okay, good. Uh, should our government erase all student loan debt? Yes. All right, Doug, you're next. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> uh, you you clearly love dogs, and I also saw that you think farts are funny. I do. So I have a question about your dog. When your dog farts, is she? How does she react to it? She doesn't. She seems completely unaware. Like really, complete, it surprises me because how is she not also enveloped in the stench? But you know, <laughs> dogs like to lick poop and eat poop and stuff sometimes. Not all, not all dogs, not all the time, but that's a thing. So, well, why wouldn't they then, in that case, be sitting there taking extra great big breaths of air and just really enjoying it, wafting, yeah, taking it in, right, luxuriating <laughs> in it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know. She just seems she's totally over her own farts. That's crazy. I, 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 that popped into my head. I was reading about you. And then I also, this morning, my dog let one go. Mm. It's the worst smell. And then on top of that, whenever it happens, most of the time, and this is what happened this morning, she, she acts so shocked. Like she doesn't know how that happened or where it came from. That's and an intelligent so, dog. Yeah, so Deny she'll it. jump, but then she'll give you a look. <laughs> like what did, why did you make me do that or why did you do that and then she'll like wander off to another area like in total disgust of either me or herself i it's it's so funny to watch um that is it wait um, so this is the luckiest penny right famous yeah 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 <laughs> remind me what kind of dog she is is she some, She's some just kind a of mix. smart we breed just call her a brown dog but a lot of shepherding kind of dog in her yeah i feel like that is very intelligent because that's kind of what a human does when they don't want to be blamed for a fart like, <laughs> gross you know, whereas my dog, she doesn't, she's a spaniel. She's not at the point yet where she realizes that it would behoove her to pretend that she didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's the thing is I, you know, old school people roll up a newspaper and, you know, smack the crap out of their dog for, for doing that. Like a dog, you know, like it's voluntary. Right. And, right. Uh, yeah. and that may, that's gotta be really weird to be scared to fart. <laughs> right <laughs> like physically, you know you know what i mean like embarrassed is one thing but like frightened that there's gonna be physical pain that comes along with farting it's got to be a weird way to live i don't even know that a dog can control i mean they can they can control their bowels but i don't know that they can control a fart my dog certainly acts like she can't 
yeah, I don't, I don't think they can. I don't think you know. I think they they are just an, they're animals after all. And like you said, right. they're sniffing each other and stuff. So like it doesn't really bother them. And so they you know, and if the people that own them make a big deal out of it, again, it's just like I, I don't think a dog has any control over it. It might come down to have you ever had any issues with figuring out a, a diet for your pets? Um, Keep them from farting. Either one of you. This question's <laughs> open to the floor. No, I've never, you know, I've just always accepted her farts as part of her. (laughs) So I've never really uh, tinkered with her food for for fart reasons. We did have to put her on a diet. So we we didn't, we were already on a low-cal food, but we just started limiting it. And I have to say she has reached her goal weight and she's never looked better in a bikini. Um, But no, I've never really, never really thought about trying to limit the farts. Maybe I should, but I like farts. So, my my wife has <laughs> changed Penny's diet to like a, a like an all natural, you know, like rice and mm. uh, vegetables and stuff and some meat and 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 oh my god, she loves it. But I think it is creating more farts, unfortunately. But it's better for her. So we just we just deal with the aftermath. It's sort of like when a person switches to a vegan diet; sure. their farts are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of great sound bites from you on this episode. Thank I love it. Thank you. Um, you know who else fart can't doesn't really control their farts and they just fly everywhere? Our babies. I don't know how much time you guys oh, have spent God. around babies and yeah, also yeah, toddlers. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just also just it's really funny that sure there's times when you can hold in a fart, but it's not really it's just there's no consistency to it. Like it's just it's uh it's just there to remind everybody that we're all the same. I mean, can you imagine like getting to be there when like, uh, you know, like George Clooney farts or somebody? Like that? <laughs> I mean, he'd probably laugh. So that probably ruin it. You, you need somebody who's a celebrity that would be embarrassed by their own fart. Mm, Judy, Dame uh, Judy Dench. I don't know. She seems like she might like laugh after a rip right. a good one. <laughs> right. Who's like a super proper uptight celebrity. Um, I mean, Omarosa wouldn't want to fart around anybody. Right. <laughs> she would right. be devastated. It's probably what <laughs> happened when they got, they got kicked around. The- I hate to even mention this person, but I feel like Ivanka. Yeah. Ivana, Ivana <laughs> the daughter. I doubt she like loves her farts. There's no way she likes farting. She's, <laughs> like, she's such a princess. Like I yeah. have a fart kind of, kind of uh, vibe. Right. Which, you know, I think it's a perfectly fine vibe for people to get off. They just got to be able to face reality when, it, you know, when it happens in, in front of, uh, you know, innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, if- you know, as much fun as it is to pile on Rudy Giuliani for, for farting, it's like, well, how's he going to not fart? He's going to just sit there and shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that Chris Matthews fart or he, but he said it was a coffee mug. Yeah. I don't oh I mean, Those are always so weird where it's just like, you know, it's just like, okay, I guess so. But I mean, it's so easy to just put, you know, it's not like a Zabruder footage or something. You can put a fart sound on anything and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> there was that, remember that the clip that used to go around or clips of that funny, that preacher guy that was like, Oh yeah. The farting. That's, 
the farting preacher, right? The farting. Oh, God, preacher. that guy cracked me up. You make me know about so this. Hard. My wife probably watches that once every two weeks, just to just to get a laugh on in the pandemic. Oh my God! Oh, or how about it. another thing that just would make me happy instantly? I think at any at any time is the uh, the Uncle Fucker song in uh, South Park. <laughs> yeah. with uh with all the farting it's just ridiculous <laughs> so uh, stupid um that was apologies my... to the uh, to our guest for taking up so much time on that uh, no apology necessary <laughs> another do you like multiple choice allison sure okay pick between these three okay and people always love to have follow-up questions like am i picking it based on this or that or you know they want to qualify what 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 the reason is they're picking. I'm just saying, pick one. Okay. <laughs> War of the Roses, Rosemary's Baby, or Rose from the Golden Girls. C. Rose from the Golden Girls. That's that's exactly what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, we should probably move on. Try to get in at least one more question. Doug, do you have another one? Uh, kind of in the same vein, kind of. Favorite of the three amigos, Dusty Bottoms, Lucky Day, or Ned Niederlander? All right. Now, first of all, which one is which? <laughs> oh, uh, Ned is Martin Short, Dusty is Chevy Chase, and Lucky Day is, of course, Steve Martin. Ned. Course, I, I, Martin Short is just, I just love him. I mean, I love uh, all of them, but... I was before I even remembered who was who, or before you told me who was who, I was going to say Ned. So I'm going with Ned. Ned was kind of adorable and had some of the sneakier laughs, I would say. Like yeah. Chevy Chase did a lot of like, you know, more slack, slapsticky stuff. That's hard though. Yeah, I would say Ned or, or Steve Martin's character, mm -hmm. but good answer. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was a, a great one, a really good answer to end on. We got through, how many did we get through? We did pretty good. Oh, wait, weren't you going to end on a question, though? Yeah, I feel like we need one more. No, we're out of time. Oh. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the thing. We got we to gotta, we gotta figure this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> so someone next week is going to have some very specific Allison Rosen questions. I can't yeah. wait to hear what their <laughs> questions are going to be. Yeah, I think that's part of the fun. I it's, love it. Uh, this is yeah. fun. Sharing of interviews, which, you know, sounds dangerous, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's a, a fun, uh, a fun game. And you were great answering both questions as yourself and as Todd. Please send me a picture of yourself wearing a mask for me to uh, promote this particular episode. I will. When uh, do you need that by? Or that's a conversation we could have this, off this mic. This evening. This evening. But you can go, you know, you can go uh, with an existing picture. You don't have to take a new one. I just like mask pictures for my, uh, for all my promotions. If possible. I love it. I just don't think I have a photo of me with a mask. That's good. Um, <laughs> maybe we, I could. Um, I'm telling you, you a mask and some sunglasses and be, I'll do it. Know, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you know, do it in front of your picture. Your logo is you with big giant sunglasses on. Oh, wait, I do have a photo of me with like two masks on sunglasses and a face shield. Oh, man. Right. There yeah, you go. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's the opposite of a glam photo. You can, you, you wouldn't even know it's me, but I could do that one. 
That's some good stuff. Somebody made the point, a friend of mine uh, last week was saying, the weirder you look in this, the safer you are, which I, is a good saying, I feel like. Just because yeah, I think some people feel weird, like going full out, you know, like when they're going out, like wearing the shield and all that. But like we've been double masking shields, gloves. We'll get some looks here and there, but it's like we're being safe. What it was <laughs> right. giving you looks. That's silly. Yeah, uh, I think we all agree on that. You're amazing. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was really, really fun. I really like answering questions for someone else. It's fun. <laughs> and questions for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, everybody gets a you know gets to exercise a couple different uh, different muscles there, but ultimately it's all just about uh, having a nice time and talking about things like facts of life, which you just don't <laughs> don't ever get to talk about. I don't even know you know that much about it because it wasn't really my jam, but I knew you know it was it was around when I was watching a lot of TV, so. Uh, you know, you feel, you feel like you've seen a lot of something. Right. Um, we always do at the end of the show, I say kind of as a sign off, some sort of pun with Doug. Oh, in it. oh re real quick. Uh, is there anything you might want to promote before we. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to do that too. Oh, sorry. 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 I <laughs> thought we were just saying. That's all right though. That's all right. I liked it. Once we settle on a thing for me to say at the end, then I like to talk for another minute or two to, uh, I'm saying this like I do this all the time, but I, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> uh, or actually, we can think about it while we're doing the plugs. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just something, you know, I can't think of anything we talked about today that would, have, would be a good Doug, uh, a Doug pun. But let's promote Allison's stuff. What have you... What have you got to plug other than, of course, Allison Rosen? Yeah, please check out Allison Rosen is your new best friend. It comes out twice a week. Um, I've had Doug on, Doug Benson on many times. I've had Doug and Doug on. And so Monday is a one on one. I just had Phil Rosenthal. No, I just, sorry, I just had Bobby Moynihan on. Before that, I had Phil Rosenthal on. Oh, wow. Um, and then Thursday is a group show. Uh, so please check that out. And then my podcast that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons, it's called childish. Check that out as well. And also I am on Patreon and cameo. Great. Oh, and follow me on social media at Allison Rosen with one dumb L on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> one dumb little L. Yeah. I think I saw um, you just said Wendy and a uh, Huntsberger on, right? I did. Yes. Like, uh, I had, I had Wendy Molyneux of Bob's Burgers and the Great North and Dave Huntsberger. They are regulars uh, and I love them. Yeah. Dave, I, 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 the tease about Dave's celestial story, I got to check out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> His celestial lighting. He had extra special. Yeah, he, he's, he, he's great. He had extra special lighting. Oh, and, and then also I have um, been putting stuff on YouTube. You can watch my shows on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Again, one L. <laughs> Wendy's <laughs> gonna be. She's writing the next Deadpool. Yeah, that is right. That is, that is huge. That's great. Yeah, with her sister, I guess. Yeah, her sister is her writing partner. Um, and oh, cool. they do Bob's Burgers, and they created the I've Great got, North. Yeah, I've got to say some uh, some of their words on Bob's Burgers. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I was being so t good on time, and now we've gone long. But um, thank you again to Allison Rosen 
and um, follow Doug Loves Movies on Twitter. There's a Twitter account for Doug Loves Movies now, at Doug Loves Movies, for all Doug Loves Movies stuff and zero politics. Even when I accidentally tweet about politics on the Doug Loves Movies account, I, I delete it immediately. Um, <laughs> Doug Mallard, what have you got to promote? I just want to say this week to all my Texas family and friends to stay warm and hope your power comes back soon if it's not already there. Thinking about you guys. Well, that's a very nice way to uh, end the show uh, that uh, I'm going to call, as always, Doug and, you know, all caps, Doug. Got it.